Good morning, everybody. Welcome into Daily Draft Report. It's your daily dose of prospect information for the 2023 NFL Draft. Brought to you by Campus Canton. Tonight's player is an interesting one. Darnell Washington, tight end from Georgia. Junior, six foot seven, 270 pounds. He's a big old boy. And my guest today, I'm really excited to bring on Brian Ford from the Dynasty Fever Pod and going for two. Brian, how you doing, man? Not too bad. Glad to be here. Appreciate the invite and uh, looking forward to talking about Darnell Washington. Absolutely, man. I have not had any luck talking about a tight end in this class yet. So this is the first tight end in about 40 shows that I've covered. So okay. I couldn't, can't seem to get anybody on to talk about tight end. Michael Mayer, oh my gosh, I can't get anybody on to talk about him. So I don't know. I saw your article for Darnell and I'm like, there we go. Brian, you're, you're my victim. I mean, guess. There you go. All right, let's go through the real quick, the recruiting profile. He was a five-star prospect, the 23rd ranked in the 24-7 composite for the class of 2020, hailing from Las Vegas, Nevada. As a freshman, got on the field a little bit with seven catches. Sophomore year, 10 catches, 154 yards, but he was on the field a little bit more. And this year, he was on the field for 15 games, all the games essentially, 28 catches, 454 yards, and two touchdowns. But it's kind of hard to see the field when you got Brock Bowers on the field as well. So. Um, yeah, <laughs> so I, I can't really, you know, the guys that are going to, the analytics, they'll say playing time, you know, market share, blah, shut up. I mean, you're on the field, Brock Bowers with this guy. So let's get into the tape. Ryan, what do you see as far as skills that Washington has that can make him successful at the next level? Yeah, I think, uh, it, when it comes to this, this position, you know, uh, and his size, that's sort of the, the caveats, right? It, he's, right. he has very good athleticism for his size and for the tight end position. And I think that stands out. And I think that's a good foundation to build on. Uh, He has, I think, underrated um, ball skills. I think he's a better pass catcher than some people give him credit for. And also um, he's a pro ready blocker. And that's going to be good and bad, which we might get into a a little later, but it's definitely going to be baked into his real life draft capital, which is something to kind of consider when you're, thinking about where you're ranking him as, as a rookie prospect. Right. The ball skills are one that I kind of wanted to point out because I saw many opportunities where, I mean, he didn't break out into the pass passing pattern a whole lot. Um, they use him so much as a blocker. And then, like I said, Brock Bowers is on the field, so he's not going to run a lot of routes. But when he did, you know, he seemed to, to understand his role and what his limitations are as far as routes and things like that. And he has great ball skills. I saw so many times where he would catch like contested catches behind him. You know, like he's got a, obviously a great catch radius. So his his ball skills are, are very underrated, I think. Like you said, the blocking. I mean, man, he blocks. He's, he's basically like having another lineman out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's giant. You know, and be, he doesn't have to do a whole lot to get open because he's so big. You know, he just yeah. as, long, as long as he gets past that first level, obviously, and, and right before the linebacker realizes what's going on, I mean, all he got to do is stick his hands up in the air and he's nine foot in the air or whatever, yeah. you know? And yeah, he so, uses his, his body his body well, which you, which you want from a guy that big. Right, right. So with that comes, what are the limitations? What do you see as things that could hold him back? So I mentioned the blocking as being good and it's going to be baked into his real-life draft capital. It's going to, you know, quote, get him on the field. Right. But I think um, and this is something um, I know your, your, your buddy Skip uh, is part of uh, Rookie Big Board with uh, with Matt Hicks. And I think Matt pointed this out to me that, you know, that the that, that NFL teams are going to be in such a hurry to use him as a blocker and sort of only use him as a blocker early on that it's going to, I think, 
limit his development as a pass catcher and therefore his fantasy development. So it's, it's a case in which a strength for the NFL sort of becomes a weakness for us as, as dynasty managers um, with, with fantasy. And I think he also needs to improve his route running. Um, he didn't right. run a lot of routes uh, and it was a lot of like, I'm big and I'm just going to position myself and I can catch the ball. Well, so if he need, if he, if he wants to be a versatile tight end in the NFL, and really be, you know, a tight end one on an NFL team and sort of creep up in that high end tight end two in in a, in, in fantasy, he's going to have to, you know, improve on his route running. And also, you know, somebody that big can get kind of out leveraged in blocking as well. Yes. You know, yeah. and, and while he's murdering, you know, good competition in the SEC, the NFL is the NFL, right? So, you know, there's going to be times where he's going to, um, he's going to probably lose leverage and, and, and that's uh, something to take, take into consideration, even though it doesn't have too much of an effect uh, on our fantasy outlook. Yeah. Right. I noticed that too. Like he's, you know, they want to use him as a six lineman, but he's not, he doesn't have that technique of a lineman. You know, he doesn't have, like you noticed the leverage. Um, he doesn't have the first step explosion to meet, you know, the fast edge rushers and things like that that come off the edge. Um and the the pass catch, catching thing is no, something I noticed a lot because he would spend so much time engaging the blocker. He doesn't peel off very quickly and get into the pass route, you know? So that is one thing I noticed that you see in his size, you know, that he gets engaged. Whereas like a move tight end like Bowers will just like almost glance off of glance off a defender and then he's gone. There is no glancing off defenders with Washington. He's not. Yeah. Right. He's not yeah, that big. I, I think, you know, we were talking about before the show, uh, you know, I think his lack of production needs to be put in context, right? Because not only oh, is definitely. he playing behind Brock Bowers, an elite tight end prospect, right? But Georgia loves to run the football too, right? So there's only going to be so many, so many routes, so many targets uh, th- that uh, Washington's going to be able to get. So when it comes down to like production versus projection, I think for me, it's always a case by case basis. And I'm comfortable with the lower production on this particular prospect because of that content. And honestly, the way the landscape is these days, it's so easy to get tight end two production. I mean, you could you could run a hundred routes and probably get tight end two production. <laughs> like it's, it's it doesn't take a whole lot. So I do think there's a little more upside than that. So. All right, we'll go into Mock Draft Database. Shows him, like I mentioned a little before show, a lot of people have him going late in the first round mm. to the Bengals, uh, Cowboys, Giants, Jags. I don't like any of those spots in the first round. But uh, let's say he does go in the first round or he does go second round, which I think is more realistic. What do you see as good landing spots for Darnell? Well, you know, who who couldn't use a, a 6'7", 270-pound you know, tight end who can block and – and, and catch, right? So I agree with you that I think, you know, first round uh, DC is a little rich uh, for me, but um, I think the Texans at 34th, the Panthers 40th and 62nd, the Packers 46th and 79th, Commanders, Logan, I'm aging out, and Cole Turner is kind of meh at 48th. Yeah. The Lions traded Hawk there at 49 and 56. Dolphins are going to move um, off Gasicki probably, and you know may, they may have a hole there. If he gets linked to the Chargers at 55th and gets to be attached to Herbert and kind of learn while Everett's still there, that's good. And I think if the Bengals wait till 61, that would be a good fit too. 
if the Cowboys move off from Dalton Schultz and they don't think they want to go into 2023 with Jason Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot, I don't hate that spot for him either. Um, because right. it, tell, it tells me that they don't have a lot of confidence in them, even though, you know, the perception would be, quote unquote, crowded tight end room. Right. All those teams make. I mean, just about any team that doesn't have like an established tight end, you know, can obviously use the help on the line and stuff. Teams that run a lot. I, like, I love the Cowboys. I do, in, in theory, like the Bengals, but I would much rather take it in the second, you know, in the Chargers, obviously. So. Those are all really good fits. I think anybody that wants this guy, I mean, shoot, he's definitely got a place. So even though, I mean, you don't see too many guys his size succeed, which kind of leads to the player comp. Like, who do you have player comp for yeah. Washington? I think it's easy, first off, to comp him to Jelani Woods, you know, right. sort of huge and athletic <laughs> for, for the size, right? I think also, I mean, he doesn't have Evan Ingram athleticism as as a prospect, but I think that kind of fantasy – production maybe not the the spurt that we saw ingram on um this late in the season but somewhere in that neighborhood um is is possible and i think you know he's going to be used in line more than like say dulcich who was used a lot uh out wide particularly when they had wide receiver injuries but i think that profile is as as a big contributor on an offense is 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 within i think the range of outcomes um for washington so I think kind of little bits and pieces of all three of those guys I think are are things that that I, I see when when I see when I see Washington. If you take just the size, Woods is a great comparison, but I do think he's got more ball skills like Dulcich. So I can definitely see both of those in that way. Awesome, Brian. Thank you. Thank you for popping on and talking about a tight end. Finally, finally broke the tight end cherry this year. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think the tight end class this year is, is kind of underrated. I mean, it is, you know, yeah. I mean, when, when, we, when we think about like, sorry to go on long, but like, you know, okay. in, in 2022, you know, in January, February of, uh, you know, 2022, we were told it was like McBride, uh, Wiedermeyer you know, maybe <laughs> Dulcich and then pray for rain. Right. And then we came out with, you know, seven or eight guys who at least flashed a little bit, you know, the Chigs, the Bellingers, the Ottens, et cetera. You know, so, you know, I, I think when you look at, you know, Kincaid, Washington, Musgrave sort of in that, you know, second tier, which I think is closer to mayor than a lot of people think, you know, right. and Tucker Craft, you know, he's raw, but if he could, you know, produce and Laporta and you know now you're talking about you know some some guys that that, that if they hit you know even in you know a, you know like you said a tight end two and a tight end premium league which a lot of us play then you know I think it's a very underrated underrated class but you know again it's always about cost right like I'm not taking Washington before like at the moment like a mid second in in rookie drafts I'm probably more comfortable with him in the early yeah he should easily make it to the third I would think unless someone's just Super tight and needy or something. I, I, yeah. I mean, everybody's going to jump for Meyer and everybody's going to jump for Kincaid, you know, the sexy names. Even Musgrove's gotten a little bit of sexy buzz. So, yeah, Washington, if you can get him in the third, I think you'd be super, super happy. And that would be, and it will be a huge win for your team. So, all right, Brian, thank you so much. Tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter, your work, the speed. Yeah. (laughs) You can find me on Twitter at FFJunkie underscore. Uh, I do a Dynasty podcast, uh, audio only, drops on Thursdays, called Dynasty Fever, at Dynasty Fever Pod on Twitter. I'm a member of the GoingForTwo.com content team. You'll find articles like the Washington one, and I think Tank is coming out today, too. 
Um, you'll find my rankings both in Dynasty and Superflex Rookie. And with the Going for Two brand, I do a podcast on Saturday nights live called the Saturday Night Five, Dynasty Saturday Night Five with uh, Josh Walker, uh, 7.30 Eastern on the Going for Two Live YouTube channel. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you, man. A lot going on. This is a, this is the time of year, too. This is like, I don't know, it's like Christmas time for me. I love oh, this it's great. Year. All right. You can find me on Twitter, FF People's Champ, this pod daily draft, RPRT. Like I said, part of the Campus Canton family. Check out all our podcasts and our site for lots of analytics and all sorts of good stuff this time of year. Thank you all very much for listening. We will talk to you tomorrow.